Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Guys, are you afraid on the trail? Scared in your tent? Annoyed and scared of Carl's horrible jokes? Well, now you don't have to worry about it anymore, guys. There's something called the Strap Pack Jacket. It's a custom back straps that convert into a straight jacket to mellow you out and give you sleep and peace of mind. Check it out at hogtieyourstress.noayout. Hey, everybody, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who still goes legendary light weight by plucking out his own thick armpit hair and using it as floss in his teeth on the trails. Carl <laughs> Mandrioli. He has arrived. What's going on, buddy? Floss again. Thank you, Derek. Uh, with me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man who was recently fired from an orange juice factory because he just couldn't concentrate. Wow. But I'm not from concentrate, so that's probably why. Wah, wah. way to double down on that one (laughs) outdoor retailer retailer show this is where it happens what'd you think of it did you like it i mean it's it's complete madness and it's always like a cornucopia of like (laughs) items responses people people not really repping their product correctly when they could Um, so I'm, you know, you get a little bit of everything over there. It's good. Uh, Derek's just making this up. He didn't go to the outdoor retail Also, show. but it's the same every year. It's like people don't know how to have fun when they're being interviewed either. I mean. No, they're, well, they're repping their product is what they're doing. And so. Gotta be serious. We, okay. Well, we had some fun for sure. We, we had some fun interviews and we had some fun stories and reactions, but I did have to bring in Tupperware Mike. And Ooh. Mike's wife Jen, okay. Jen Deanna, to uh, to help out with this one. So there's like some it. different voices on this episode. We've got some on our Patreon, like, like our bonus episode for July, and then we're gonna do like a round two later on with some more companies. We like this is there's a lot of interviews we, we conducted. So love it, love it. On the scale yeah. of one to ten, though, like how overall? Because I know you could, I, I know you could go interview by interview. Like how overall? Like how was how difficult was it to to make it fun? Like a ten being amazing, I just had fun talking to the people. Like, are you? You sound pretty high maintenance right now. Like how? how I'm I'm high maintenance. Like how? I know you had fun, yeah. but how much? Was it hard to get them to have a little fun? Was it to loosen them up to get them to talk more? Because uh, in the past there were some people that were just like by the book. There's definitely some people that were like jokes. we're joking around and they're just like. Yeah. They, it's almost like they have to like they have to get out the information they can't process the joke mm. that definitely happens for yeah. sure there's also you know it's like they're on the spot interviews i'm not preparing for them i'm like oh we should talk to this company and then here we go but we had some, dude i mean if you listen to the interviews like we had a good time and we even had one guy who was like pushing back on my nonsense he's like i'm not taking this stuff from you and so we had a lot of fun with him but it's i good. will say like to that. your point though there was like not on this episode but on a future episode there was one person who was like 
she was a great personality. She was a lot of fun. Really? But her really? boss like escorted her to the interview. And then I was, and then we only had one microphone for her. And then he was like wanting to chime in. It was, just, it was a little bit socially awkward, if I'm being honest. Huh. And okay. it was like, and she was still fun, like while her boss is there. But I was like, I don't know. You could tell he was like the boss. He's like, afterwards, he's like, hey, um, I would like you to send me a recording of this before you publish. I was like, okay, oh, wow. you're the only person ever to ask that. And you were literally wow. here witnessing what we talked about. What, like, what's the issue here? And he's like, just send it to me. I was like, okay. Did you do it? Well, he, it's going to be for later episodes. So we haven't edited that part okay. yet. What do you think? Should I do it? Should I do it? I mean, you know, you're, you're repping yourself too. So it's, you don't want our name yeah. to go out there bad. Like, so yeah, I would probably do it. Right. I, and I'm not, I don't want to say who it was, but it was Honey Stinger. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right but I like their it. stuff. I, and, right. and I liked the lady that we interviewed. And so you'll hear from her. And, and, and they were handing out, they had some like, you know how like you go to conferences and they have like the freebies. So I was yeah. grabbing like handfuls. I'm like, oh, you're, these are for free, like the whole box. And I was just oh like grabbing gosh. stuff. Yeah. I was that guy. You'd bring a duffel bag for all the freebies or what? I had a backpack. I bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> anyway, that's that's more to come, but that's a good question. So I'm really hoping, though, that you'll make the next show. I'm going to do everything in my power to do because I think you're going to make... When is it? What, when's the, what month is it? It's not for a while. It's like next summer. Okay. So you got time okay. to, to mentally prepare, to figure out how to okay. how to make these awesome interviews even one of better. These, one of these years, we're just going to crush it. We're just going to go just everybody we can get. I mean, if we, you and me used to go door to door and ask for people for their technology items, right? So that was a hoot. Yeah. So I can only that's, imagine going back and forth. That's with not these. related to what we're talking about. But we're, we're interviewing people to get yeah, information. We are. And so just for, so I don't know if you care, but. Um, we, no, I, I brought all our, all the podcasting gear, like the big mic fronts, everything. I wanted the best audio. You can still kind of hear the buzz in the background, but yeah. we brought the gear and I was like, I put it in one of my backpacking backpacks. I'm carrying it around with me until we find companies that we interview. Right. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. we set up at this table and we had one of the show coordinators come over and be like, Hey, that's cool that you guys brought all this gear, but we'll just give you like your whole area next time. So we'll, we'll be more oh. official. Yeah. So, Okay. Yeah. So that's uh okay. You're going big time, man. So no, 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 you, no, no. We're going big time. You didn't? Did you have to pay for that? No, they no. It's like to their benefit. They want the media there. Yeah. Okay. They want the media. Okay. Right, so that's good. Yeah. It's mutually beneficial. Anyway, that's all the behind the scenes stuff. Nobody cares about this stuff, Derek. You're getting to be down a rabbit hole. Nobody cares about. <sighs> all right. All right. Let's all right. Go. Uh, okay. Bible verse Psalm one forty seven yeah. sixteen. He gives to the earth snow like a blanket of wool. He scatters hmm. the frost like ashes. Hmm. Do you still have a favorite blanket or like a story about your favorite blanket? I do. I don't, I don't have it still. No. Okay. Um, I used to have a blanket. Yes. Growing up when I was little, you know, I think I stopped at what, like 25, something like that. Like you don't use blankets anymore. None. No, I had like the blankie. <laughs> I used to suck my thumb, the whole I didn't thing. I call it the blankie. The blankie. I All mean, right. it was, it was, it was awesome. I took it everywhere with me. Yeah. It's my okay. little comforter. Yeah. I think you still have it. Probably. All right. You'll never know. Uh, one of the blankets we're talking about here is one of the companies is a quilt maker, and so that's the connection there. So we uh, we got that company actually coming up right away. I did yeah. interview some females. We had Jen on the show. I don't know that they made this cut of the episode, but it was hard to get the female voices on the show, just full disclosure. There were times when I was like, hey, can I interview you? I already mentioned the boss, like, escort and then also there was one who's like oh yeah yeah you can interview us let me go get this guy over here and i was like no i want you know like you send like i want you yeah you used so to it was yeah. hard but i tried so bad communication on your part probably nice. well that's why okay. you need to be there right so that's true not a bad like no 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 no. I, i'm the guy that's gonna make no 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 you come back here we're gonna interview you i'll say the awkward <laughs> thing okay. and i like it 
All right, first up is Enlightened Equipment. I was super excited. We talked to their CEO. Here we go. Okay, we've got Chris Shabo, the CEO of Enlightened Equipment. How's it going today, sir? It's going pretty good, man. It's going great. We are honored to have you on the show. Uh, Both of us, Mike and I, are customers of your products. And I I think you've made your way into the backpacking industry so much. Like, I think most people are very aware of your products. Is that fair to say? I mean, in the right spaces for sure. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Entry point into Enlightened Equipment, I think for a lot of people are the quilts. Like my first purchase was like a custom quilt that I bought for my daughter, trying to, you know, get the right colors and the size and all that. So, but I think that still like the majority of the folks that backpack are still going with the sleeping bags. So. What would you say to some, like, how do you convince people to say, you know what, it's time to move on from the sleeping bag, try a quilt? Yeah, I mean, it's really, it can be a tough sale, you know, because the sleeping bag industry has been so established for such a long time. It is kind of the initial thing when people think that they need to go backpacking, they go to the store, they buy a sleeping bag. You know, there's not a lot of quilt options that are available at just a retail establishment, you know, so they, they a lot of times aren't even aware that the product exists. They don't really understand, you know, why you would want to omit the back of a sleeping bag or why you would want to lay directly on the pad. Uh, so education and awareness is a big part of what we have to do to try to kind of get customers to be thinking that quilt is the right answer. But oftentimes I think that uh, the, the best salesman is our current users. You know, it's people on the trail that are already using it. Uh, there's really not much that Enlightened Equipment as a brand can say that our customers haven't said already. And so uh, I think it's just a matter of like getting them in the pipeline, like letting them know that uh, there's an option that we believe is better for backpacking. Uh, and then just letting them kind of go down that rabbit trail and, and talk to their friends and find YouTubes and Reddit and reviews and things like that. and. Oftentimes, I think that's enough to get them to kind of push them over the edge. Okay. So, yeah. so basically, you're saying like your product is speaking for itself. We hype up our own products. Like we have a, a whole staff of believers in our products. We're all users. Uh, I've been I've been running a you know a quilt like a DIY quilt since back in like 2013. You know, I've slowly you know uh, transitioned all my DIY hack job gear over to Enlightened <laughs> Equipment stuff. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think like it's just it's such a good product that. Um, People, if they just try it, if they give it a chance, almost almost nine, nine times out of 10, they're just like, wow, I can't believe I've been missing this this whole time. Okay, so I gotta ask, uh, if so, like if you look at the materials that your quilt's using, like whether it's the, you know, the downfill or whatever, and you compare that to the sleeping bag, typically the quilt is taking a lot less material, and, and then you're, you're like, you don't have a zipper. Yeah, okay. so, we have, so we have a few options that kind of range from no zipper, you know, like an Enigma is our, our foot sewn right. foot box version that it is as simple as it gets. The only hardware that's on there is the hardware to attach it to the pad. Then from there, it kind of progressively gets a little bit more featured. Our Revelation is our most popular, uh, but it does have a couple features. You can cinch the foot box closed or open. There's a 20 inch zipper that allows you to, you know, unzip partially or all the way. Then you can lay the quilt totally flat. Oh, for sure. And obviously you're you're shaving weight with a lot of those options, but the revelation specifically. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a simplified um, sleep system, which is taking less material. So, but I mean, these, these can get a little pricey. So if you, if you compare it to like a sleeping bag counterpart, why would it cost more for the quilt than for like, like a downfilled sleeping bag? Sure. You know, primarily I think we have, we have a U.S. production force. Okay. Uh, you know, all of our quilt, all of our custom quilts are made in Southeast Minnesota. You know, so we pair, we pay great wages to our sewing team. 
Uh, we want them to stay. We need them to stay. Uh, it's, it takes a long time to train somebody to sew on these high-performance fabrics. They're ultra-light. Right. All of our machines are just so precise and so tuned that we can't afford turnover. So we, we do have high labor costs with our products. Um, and yeah, they do, they do cost more than a sleeping bag, um, but a lot of sleeping bags aren't using quite the same premium materials we are. You see a lot of 650 fill power, 750 fill power sleeping bags, you know, a lot of 30D um, you know, sleeping bags. Uh, we're using super high performance taffetas, 100% nylons, little micro ripstops that are, uh, have been years in development uh, for fabrics. We use 850 fill power as our base fill power. You can upgrade to 950 fill power, which is basically there is essentially nothing better right, than that. Right, right. Uh, and so, so yeah, they cost a little bit more, but um, compared to some other uh, more cottage kind of industries that make sleeping bags, I will not name names, we are very competitive. Okay. And I think that value is actually uh, at the cornerstone of uh, some of our business fundamentals. Okay. Um, we have, and the durability is there. You know, we have, uh, we regularly talk to customers that have put 7,000, 10,000 miles on a, on a quilt from 2015, and it's still just doing great for them. Okay, so what would it take you to transition from a sleeping bag to a quilt? A lot of money. <laughs> heater, heater in the tent. <laughs> uh, I'm just not a quilt guy. I, I, I keep going back to look. Okay. I ha look, I mean, I'm on my air mattress. Uh, maybe what I do I have to bring like an extra sheet? Am mm -hmm. I even, like people don't even bring their sleeping bags for this stuff? Like I just keep thinking like every time I move, a little updraft of cold air is just gonna whoosh under there and make me. I just I just and you know another thing is with the quilt. I know this is a little high maintenance, little whatever, but I can in my sleeping bag I can like wrap the feet at the end of the sleeping bag, bundle them up, get them in there cozy. It's great. I can't explain. It. I can't really do that. Mm -hmm. I can't really do that with the quilt. The full quilt you can't, but the enlightened equipment ones you can. They have like the foot box, so you could actually. Okay, well, do maybe that with those. the foot box, but I don't know. Yeah. I still feel like I want to be wrapped up. That's the whole idea. I love. Yeah. Maybe I'm just too used to the sleeping bag, but. Another negative on the quilt is that if you have had like a lot of chili mac with beef, and yeah. you're just gassing up the tent, yeah. and you you're sharing a tent, um, yeah. the, it's not it's not containing the smell like it like a sleeping bag. Would, and for right? me, like you don't even need to have chili mac with beef, and I'm struggling with that anyway. So <laughs> either I mean that'd be horrible for us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to, I want to have a long conversation with him. It was, he was like the hardest interview to, to, he was like so popular. People were constantly stopping by. Oh, really? And, and so, yeah, I want to have a longer conversation. Would you, would you ever switch in over to quilt or no? Oh yeah. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I need to try maybe, it. They, maybe they'll send me one. I don't know. I doubt it. But if they do, um, maybe we could, tr we could switch one night, you know? Okay. I would, I would be up Trade. for that. I'll be up for trying right. it. I will try it. I'm not going to aqua clip like you and hate it from the get go. No, I tried it, and but I, you you like, didn't even do it right. You think that if I try something and hate it, that that's not not. If you don't do the aqua clip right the first time, of course you'll hate it. You got to do it right. I no scenario with the aqua clip is good, and ever since I've been repping that it's a terrible piece of gear, nobody, not a single person, mm. has pushed back All on right, it. So well, I think that there's a lot of. I opinion. don't even know if you could do a quilt right, so we'll have to work on that. You're probably right about that, so. actually. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we've got a new freeze-dried food company called Wild Society. Yes. Yes! 
here from, with Jeff Edwards from Wild Society. How's it going today, sir? It's really good. How are you, Carl? It's great. An honor to have you on the show. We got more freeze-dried food. We love freeze-dried food, especially at the end of a long day backpacking the trail. So what makes your company different from the other ones out there? Well, great question. Um, there's a couple of answers to that, but I'd say the first and foremost, which is the most important, is our food tastes better. Okay. And I think that is, you know, everything else is sort of tertiary to that. And so I have an executive chef and that executive chef has designed all of our meals. We cook them as a complete meal and freeze dry them. That probably sounds novel, but it, it uh, actually it doesn't sound novel, but it is, um, pardon me. Um, it's novel in the fact that most of our competitors are doing what's called a drop. So they're dropping flavor powders, instant noodles, a protein, and the first time your freeze dried food meets each other is when you add hot water and wait 10 minutes. Right. It does not give it a big chance to, to really develop a, a, you know, a nice bouquet of, fl of flavor. So uh, what we're doing is we're using top-end ingredients, no instant noodles. We're using primal cuts off of regenerative uh, ranching, um, so grass-fed beef, and uh, really high-quality ingredients. Our sodium's lower, our protein counts are much higher, um, and they are high-calorie, which is what they're designed to do. Um, so when you're out there working really hard, you're going to get a really hearty meal at the end of the day or for lunch or whatever you want to do. Um, and then the last thing I think that maybe sets us apart is there's an altruism to our to our brand and to our product. And that altruism is we want to put wild things back in wild places and we want to conserve and we want to improve wild places. So we put our money where our mouth is. We spent a significant amount of money just before we sold the first stick of coffee or the first uh, bag of freeze-dried food by replacing the entire sheep relocation budget for the state of Arizona. Wow. So we relocated 80 bighorn sheep, desert bighorn and bighorn sheep in Arizona. And, uh, and they've become from 80, they're now over 500. Okay. So, you know, real boots on the ground. We participated with the catch nets and helicopters. And so it's not about just you know, sending our money somewhere and hoping it's put to good use, it's really participating. And uh, what's been really cool is our customers come with us when we do it. We invite everyone. And um, Wait, so you're, like, you're in the <coughs> helicopter, like chasing down the bighorn sheep, and you're you're basically wrangling them? Like you yourself? You use a catch net. It's okay. a yeah, big boom gun and a catch net. And, you know, one of the things I was sort of concerned about, like, well, how it, it, it looks kind of violent if I'm being honest with you and yeah. obviously we're working with state agencies so in that instance it was the uh, biologist from the state of Arizona's Game and Fish and they said Jeff you'll you'll be amazed at how calm they are okay but just to clarify so you're shooting a gun and it shoots a net out and you're the one that's doing that no no I didn't okay. shoot the net uh, <laughs> no I, they probably would have let me okay if I'm being honest All they right. were super inclusive Circling back, though, to the food, you mentioned that you have an executive chef. I think you were talking yesterday, you have, it was like a Michelin star chef, right? Yeah, he's a two-star Michelin chef. Two-star Michelin chef making the freeze-dried food for Wild Society. Isn't that kind of crazy? <laughs> cool. Well, the other thing is our coffee, we actually hired the world's foremost sommelier of coffee to develop our, our roasting techniques, which beans that we're sourcing. And um, so... It goes back to what I had said originally, is we don't want you to feel like you're compromising if you use our product. We want right. you to say, hey, this is tip of the mountain, top of the, you know, tip of the spear, top of the mountain right. stuff. It's really, really good. And then the next thing is, is we have to make sure it's price competitive. All right, so getting out of the nitty gritty though, can you give us uh, like, like your most popular flavors you got going on? So we have three flavors of coffee. Okay. And our most, so we have a, a Colombian black. Okay. And it's delicious if you like black coffee. And we also have a honey coffee. 
Okay. And shockingly, that one is our most popular. Okay. By hands, it's not even close. When you say coffee, it's just the instant, like, you, uh, like a it's pour a, in. It's a stick. Like a, yeah, like it, a Via. Like yeah, a, you would, like, that would be a great comparative. It's, okay. it's very much like a Starbucks Via. All right. Okay. And we also have a mocha caramel, which is also really wonderful. And, and coffee is definitely like a big time part of the backpacking world. But in terms of the, the meals you got, okay. like, yeah. like top meals, what do we got? You know, it, this is a tough one because you guys spend a lot of time eating food out of a bag too. And I, <laughs> I do as well, right? So, it doesn't sound so nice, but yes, we do that and we like it. Yeah, right. It, it feels so good too. Like At it, the end of a hard day. Yeah. It's, it is... The, everyone says, like, if you had one meal left, what would it be? I would say this. It would be after 20 days on the trail. Okay. And I'm really hungry, and it would probably be our penny a la vodka. Okay. It probably would That's be. That's not what I was... I was thinking, like, it'd be the pad thai or the stroganoff or, yeah. If okay. I've had the penny a la vodka for 14 of the 20 days, I can promise you it wouldn't be the penny a la vodka, okay, right? <laughs> but enough. if today, sitting here right now, having not eaten one in a, in a few weeks... Um, that one just really resonates okay. and for some reason it reconstitutes so well okay. that there's almost it's it's hard to tell the difference between the stuff that comes out of the oven oh really and the stuff that comes out of that bag okay. all right so delicious sounding food the coffee is excellent you gave me some yesterday i really enjoyed it so where can we find where can our listeners find all of your products so we are here at outdoor retailer um, to find new retail outlets because what we want to see it is everywhere right today that's not the case in, in lieu of that, you can buy it on our site at wildsocietycoffee.com or wildsocietyoutdoors.com. All right, Jeff, thanks so much for joining the show. We really appreciate it, and thanks for all you do for the outdoors. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to, uh, to talk to your folks. We really Absolutely. appreciate it, and if there's ever anything we can do to support your mission, please reach out. So they also do like a, like a Via-style coffee as well. We referenced that in the interview. Yeah. And I'm not a coffee person, but I know that those no. are really popular. And uh, yeah. Tupperware Mike liked the coffee, and he and he, you know, he was not blowing smoke. He actually he was very. There's things mm. he liked that I didn't, and vice versa. Okay. So okay, here's my question for you though. He tells he all tells right. a story about how they're trying to support you know wild like fish fishing game all that stuff, and so they went yeah. and they and they tried to move a herd of bighorn sheep, and oh, they had wow. people shooting the sheep with these little rope guns to capture them. Rope guns. That's that's yeah. Nice. They shoot yeah. the okay. rope. It's I mean you've seen them in like movies where like you know kind of captures the bad guys. Would you want to shoot a rope gun at a bighorn sheep, Derek? Mm, I don't really have a desire to. I think okay. I'd rather shoot it at you or okay. maybe like some I, I, more of a, like a predator. You know, like what did the bighorn <laughs> sheep do to me? I feel like it's some kind of predator. If I had it just in my, like a holster. And I right. could shoot it like at a mountain lion. That would be pretty sweet. Okay, like the mountain lion's coming yeah. after you. You're you're trying to escape, and you shoot it and capture it. You shoot it. You rope it. He's struggling, and you're like, <laughs> and then you run away. Okay, so maybe that could be one of their like kind of altruistic endeavors in the future is to try to kind of move a mountain lion population, and then you can go along mm. for that one. Yeah, I'll be on that. Yeah, okay. I'll move on that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So I haven't full disclosure. I haven't tried the Wild Society food yet. We're actually bringing on a backpack trip. We're going on this weekend, so we're gonna circle back and hopefully do like a full review on. Yeah. You know, like a two star Michelin chef freeze dried food. Like it, like it has to be great, right? I want to I want to hear about this because if okay. it is good, I might I might buy myself a little. You know. 
Okay. You know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. Next up, next up we had uh Spot, the the GPS mm. locator beacon company. Yep. And yeah, I, I kind of asked some pointed questions. I actually had to edit this one down because there's some things that came out that um, he didn't want to discuss. But you know, we're gonna discuss it after the interview. Really? So here's here's okay. that one down. I've got David Woodard here from the famous GPS company, Spot. How's it going today, sir? Doing well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. All right, so Spot, you've got three devices, and you've got them, for those who are watching on YouTube, you can see that you've got three devices here. Uh, can you give us a rundown? What you got? Sure. Uh, so uh, in the Spot family of devices, as you said, we offer three total devices, uh, two of which are satellite text messengers, and one is a uh, basic tracker. So the tracker, the smallest one here, the Spot Trace, most popularly used for high value asset tracking like vehicles and other personal property. So if it does go missing, get stolen, you'll receive a notification and you can follow it on a live map and hopefully recover it. Uh, the two messengers, we have a Spot Gen 4 and the Spot X. The Gen 4 is a one-way satellite messenger in which you'll pre-program some text messages on your account before you go out on a trip for one button push uh, access for checking in or in the extreme uh, emergency hit SOS for immediate rescue. Okay. And the Spot X in a two-way messenger platform, you get text out and receive custom messages while you're in the field. Uh, same purpose for checking in, let people know that you're okay or call for help in that emergency situation. Gotcha, okay, so I gotta ask, with the tracker, mm -hmm. let's say like you just lose the tracker, can, <laughs> you, can you find it for me? As long as it's on, yeah. Okay, so it has to be yeah. on. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. I think the regular retail price for the middle one, that's the messaging one, you yep. said that that was 150 but it's currently, you got like a summer sale going on. Or yes. People can find it for about 100 bucks. Yeah, there is a summer promo going on through Labor Day. Okay. And uh, that's available directly through us at findmespot.com or some of our other key retail partners like REI, Sportsman's Warehouse, West Marine, Bass Pro Cabela's, okay. just to name a few. So Spot has one of the more affordable devices on the market if you compare to say, you know, like the Garmin and the Zolio. Absolutely. However, they're still expensive. Like, especially if you're talking like full price, 150 for the device is still expensive. And so they buy the device and then you employ sort of like some, like a form of a subscription model, which is pretty standard across the industry. Yep. Where if either you're paying month to month or you're paying an upfront, like, you know, month-to-month -month fee where you're only paying, you know, let's say for three months, plus whatever the monthly costs are, which are typically more than the, the full year costs. So I think I did some math and by the end of it, I think after a year, the subscription costs with the upfront fee are gonna equal or surpass the device cost itself. Potentially, it, it, it's ultimately gonna depend on the duration, like you said, in need. Right. If it's gonna be for one month or three months or six months, um, it, it depends. You can do either an annual plan at $12 a month for 12 months, or the month-to-month -month option is $15 per month that you want it active. Right. So two months worth of use is only $30 of service fee. Plus the $30 to... There is, yeah, annually there is what we call a flex charge. That's right. what enables you to turn it on and off at incremental times throughout the year right. without incurring an additional activation fee every time you got to do that right so it allows so that four flexibility. months with the flex charge we're talking like 90 ish bucks right there I'm yeah doing, if i'm doing math correctly <laughs> okay yeah so i'm just wondering i guess so i'm seeing these devices and 
like I get it. Like they're they're lifesavers. You know, they're, they're your security blanket when you're out on the trail. I totally mm-hmm. get it. Uh, but we're also moving towards like the phones starting to have some of these same features here. Sure. And so with such an expensive fee, like are we going to see these fees coming down? Are we going to see Spot moving more towards an app-based program? Is it? Are we going to have like the battle of the apps for the phones? Or yeah, I guess I'm looking at the future here. What's the future? Well, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have a crystal ball, so okay. I can't say for certain, you know, what direction that type of market is going to go to. Okay. Um, all I could speak to is, you know, where everything is right now in that, yeah, you know, some phones have that capability, uh, but we still um, are extremely relevant in that space to be able to send non-emergency messages uh, for the purpose of checking in with loved ones right. in those areas where you don't have cell phone reception. Oh, for sure. Like so. it's still, you're still ahead of the curve, like hundred mm-hmm. percent. I'm just looking down the road and kind of seeing where the trend is. And I'm just imagining at some point we'll just be on our phones, being able to kind of text from wherever. Sure. Sure. So. I mean, yeah, a lot of things are getting integrated more and more into phones. I mean, why right. do we even call it a phone anymore when we don't even use it right. to make phone calls? Right. right. So, um, I still call people. It, I yeah. Do. So it, <laughs> you know, future is wide open and how things get integrated remains to be seen. Generally speaking, from your experience, if you compare Spot to Garmin to Zolio to whatever other companies are out there, how reliable is your network compared to other networks? I mean, we pretty much all fall in the same line of okay. reliability. Um, I think location ultimately dictates that as well right. uh, by the nature of the satellite networks. Because, um, you know, full transparency, we don't really have coverage in the polls, but we also don't have a whole lot of users going to Antarctica. Right, right, um, right. And uh, like canyons and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the nature of satellite devices, and this will translate across all, you know, brands and devices in this space, is you do ultimately or ideally need a uh, clear view of sky. Okay. So if you're in a deep canyon, classic example would be like hiking through Zion, where you have a very limited space. Right. You know, whether you have a Garmin, Zolio, or Spot. You know, you can have mixed results getting it out. It doesn't mean that it won't work, but it may take a little extra time to get that signal over there. Right. You know, because there are dozens of satellites up there. They're whipping overhead hundreds of miles per hour. Okay. Um, and so, fortunately, that's where the benefit of using a text messenger versus a satellite phone comes into play. Right. Because it does not take a lot of energy or time to send the small batch data of an SMS text message. Okay versus a constant link of a voice uh, required device like a phone. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So you've been around for years. Yep. Okay. I mean, I can't remember the last, the first time I saw you like in Backpacker Magazine advertising. So this has been a company that's been around for years. Surely you have a good story, like a survival story where somebody used the device (laughs) to save their life or they're in an odd situation or a weird spot. Sure. Okay, you got one for us? Yeah, I do actually. Um, The first one that comes to mind, and uh, I mean, first, on our website, we do have a rescue page that is loaded with a ton of different stories across different uh, experiences, whether it be aviation, hiking, hunting, offshore, you name it. We'll we'll probably be on that page pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, But one particular story that I got firsthand from a spot user was at another trade show last summer. So we have a lot of pilots that use our devices, uh, you know, for personal aircraft use. Uh, This particular pilot came by to thank us uh, for, you know, use of his device because he did have to activate SOS one time. He was flying somewhere over the ocean. I don't remember which one, 
but his plane went down and he in was in the middle of the ocean. Middle of the ocean. Okay. So he was sinking. He was in very serious trouble. Uh, yeah. He activated SOS on his Spot X and that relayed to a nearby freight ship, you know, whoever was in the area to pick him up. And then he was transferred to a US Navy battleship or I think it was a destroyer. And then he learned while he was on there, you know, recouping, kind of getting back into a positive headspace, that they're in the middle of filming Top Gun 2 <laughs> on, on that destroyer. Oh, my so, gosh. So, you know, thanks. I mean, thankfully, you know, he's alive, but he also got a really funny, positive experience out yeah. of it. So I thought that was a fun story. Was, it, was he like, do you have a cameo? Is like an extra? In the no, movie? <laughs> no. I mean, it, from what he heard, Tom Cruise was not on the boat that day. Okay. Uh, but, you know, they informed him, like, that's why there was a bunch of crew there and okay. doing their thing. That is so hilarious. they were filming the movie at the time. That's so. not where I thought, I thought you were going to say, like, he, like, had access to classified information and then, like, the Russians came after him. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. It didn't <laughs> right. happen that way. No, no, no. no. <laughs> a little different ending. I just thought it was entertaining. So. Okay, yeah. that is very entertaining. All right, I love that. Yeah. Uh, man, so much appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you yeah. for all the information. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. My your time. pleasure. All yeah, right. thank you very much for having me. So I kind of in a roundabout sort of way was bringing up the pricing on like the devices plus the plans and all that stuff. Right, did right. You, this is good. Yeah, I didn't really get pointed with him, but did you? do you think that these GPS companies are like price gouging their customers? Um, yes. Okay. Let me say yes. Like spots cheaper in terms of the device, but even on silver, we're still talking like a hundred bucks, it's right? Still, it's still, yeah, it's still hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, unless you're like, I just, I don't know. It just feels like a gouge. Maybe not a, not a big gouge, but it's, I think, could it be lower? Yeah. I think it could be lower. Yeah. I think when they charge you just to start the subscription service on like a month to month basis and every single company does that, I just think that they're just like, you know, they're. That's they're where I feel like they make the most though. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you do that year after year. That's what, so. I yeah. I think that they should. Empl- I don't know. We're gonna do an episode on this where I think that they should employ some sort of like a loss leader strategy where they're you know maybe yeah. like making the devices cheap and accessible and then you kind of use them as you go and so that way it's more accessible to people. But the people that right. really use them maybe just up the cost of the monthly service fee and they kind of make it on the back end. Yeah. So did you have any other? Did you have any other reactions to that interview? I mean, I, I'm glad you asked about the whole cell phones taking over everything in the future situation. Right. Um, but he he avoided you. Yeah. And that makes me just think he's he's threatened by it because I mean, I think all the companies are secretly threatened. So like by Zolio, it. Garmin, and then Spot. I don't think they have answers for no. this. I think that they're pro- they no. probably have ideas. And so you know, I'm I'm gonna give you. I'm going to give you my consulting services spot. I'm going to give you five of my best ideas for how you can pivot and mm. still stay in business and viable as a company once the cell phones take over basically wow. what you do. I'm going to give you my five best ideas, wow. and I'm going to charge you uh, five Snickers energy bars. That's it. That's it. Five Snickers candy bars? Why would you do that? <laughs> so I've got, I, I've got legit ideas, and... Yeah, you'd think like, okay, well, what would like some podcaster know about, you know, company stuff like this and that. But I've learned over the years that there's a lot of companies that really don't know what they're doing. Wow. I'm not saying yeah. Spot's one of them. I'm just saying, I got five good ideas. You can have them. Listen, five listen Spot, Spot, this is Carl Mandrioli. Okay, Spot, like give them a chance. 
Send him a little, uh, you know, product and uh, get the real deal. It's like a package energy bars, yeah. Eh, what's the big deal? Just give him a little <laughs> Snickers candy bar box of 12 and he'll call it even. <laughs> You're up against 12. I was just saying five. So I, you can yeah, share. I think that they're concerned. I don't know that they have an idea or a plan. And um, and then they're, I don't know if you know this, but they actually use something called the Global Star Network for their... I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah and Apple uses the same one. And yep. so it's... You can kind of see that Apple's just going to simply be using it, right? I mean, they're sending. It's a matter of time, right? Matter of time. It's a matter How of much time. time? What do you? What, what was your order? Is your prediction been changed since your? Well, last it was faster. Update? Just getting the SOS feature was faster than what I had initially said. But I think within, yeah. it's got to be within a year, right? Where you can just start texting from wherever. You think so? I might go like three. I might go like no, three. I think it's yeah. They're already. You think it's, you think they're it's already using the network, man. It's just it matter of time before mm. they hook the app and all that stuff. Mm. Mm. And then they'll come so up with long. some sort of you know fee or whatever. And so yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But I, yep. one thing that, that I asked about too was about the reliability of that global start network as compared with the other devices. And I and um, he said kind of like that it holds up. And I haven't tried the spot. And I and I actually wanted to try one and pair that with this interview. And they. Uh, they said they were going to send me like a little like a tester loaner or whatever, and they didn't do that. And yeah, right. so. Yeah, I've heard that the uh, that, that it doesn't hold up. It's not as reliable as, like, say, the Garmin. See that that's what's so tough about a company like that because you can't give a sample out, right? You're just I'm they taking they what you They just but I'm taking a, a majority of it's like what you're saying to me, right? And it's just it's a hard sell. Yeah, that's yeah. my okay. Know. Anyway, so that was a fun conversation though, and there's a fun story that came out of that. But um, let's move on to the next one. This is next a company one. I hadn't heard of before. It's called Grand Trunk. I've got Paul Acey here from Grand Trunk. How's it going today, sir? Oh, very good, very good. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. All right, so what, like, what's Grand Trunk? Like, what backpacking products do you sell? Yeah, uh, Grand Trunk. So we sell uh, chairs, stools, hammocks, uh, ground covers, a lot of that kind of stuff. Specific to the backpacking world, uh, probably our, our Compass 360 stool is probably the top backpacking product we have. Um, or our Nano Hammock is uh, one of the lightest hammocks on the market. Maybe the lightest. I don't know everybody else's details, but <laughs> it's under half a pound, so it's a very light hammock. Okay. Um, really great for the backpacking scene. And then our Evolution hammock is a, a combination sleeping bag hammock all in one, which is a, also gained some ground in the backpacking world as well. Awesome. Okay, so you have the so the 360. That's like the swivel. The 360 is swiveling. Yep. Stool. And yeah, I tried that out. Super comfortable for sure. What kind of drew me to Grand Trunk is like the chairs. Like I like having a good backpacking chair on a trip. And uh, your chairs looked a little bit different. So you have one that's like low to the ground. It doesn't have like the four prongs sticking in the ground, but it has a higher back than the ones I've seen. What's, what's that one called? Yeah, again? that's the that's the Mayfly chair. Okay. Um, so our chairs were originally. Uh, some of your listeners, maybe yourself, remember the brand A-Light Designs. They okay. were the first brand to make a collapsible backpacking chair. Oh, okay. Now there's a whole bunch of those on the market. Right. Uh, A-Light Designs went out of business a few years ago, and about two years ago, Grand Trunk bought the, the patents and the branding for all of A-Light to bring their chairs back. Okay. And so we brought back the Mayfly, the Monarch, and the Mantis. The Mantis is kind of that traditional four-legged prong prong feet whatever you want to call them right. uh, chair the mayfly is the low profile with that front front leg a little bit higher back like you said you know right. as i spoke with the the original designers of the product they were all about the outdoors doesn't have to be epic can it just be fun <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of where these chairs came in was okay. 
let's you know they're lightweight you can easily take them wherever you need to go right but they're also really comfortable so you can hang out have a drink okay. have a nice time you know it doesn't always have to be I'm hardcore, so I sit on a rock. <laughs> right, right. I will say that I am that guy some of the time. It depends on the trip, for sure. Yeah. So, and yeah, the one that I tried out was definitely like low to the ground, so a little bit harder to get into. But once yeah. you're in, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm staying in the chair for a while. Yep. Super comfortable. Really good. You know, it's awesome for, for those kind of trips. It's really great beach chair. Um, so you have something that you guys actually call a chair. I would disagree. <laughs> the two-legged chair. You guys make... The darn two-legged chair. The two-legged chair. So the, the Monarch chair, you know, is one of the original A-Lite designs. So uh, you can find it online, Grand, A-Lite by Grand Trunk, Monarch. Okay. That's the, the two-legged. Your legs are going to be the, the front legs of the chair. Right. What's the first thing you do when you sit down in a camp chair? Uh, I relax my legs so they're not flexed. You relax your legs by <laughs> leaning back and uh, rocking backwards. So... Everybody's doing it anyway, so why do we need the front leg? Uh, because I don't want to flex my muscles when I'm tired. <laughs> so you you were unwilling to sit in it. Had you sit it, had you sat in it, you would have understood that it doesn't take anything to hold yourself up. Okay, so so it's very it's a very comfortable chair, very similar to the Mayfly chair that you sat in and enjoyed. It just doesn't have that front leg on the right. bar. But you're, you didn't you didn't use your legs any less in the Mayfly than you would in the Monarch. Okay, so what Paul's referring to is that he he said he asked me to test it out, and I said I am unwilling to sit in that non-chair there. And I sat in another one, and I really liked the other one. But the two-legged chair, as we've discussed in our podcast, Derek's all in. I'm not in on the two-legged chair. I'm sorry, man. Uh, Carl, you, okay, we, okay. we need. I'm going to send you one. Okay. And you're going to look at it every day. And you're going to go, I hate this thing. I hate this thing. And then one day you're going to be like, oh, nobody's here. I might as well try it. Okay. And then you're going to be like, you're going to come on air and you're going to say, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. That is the best chair ever made. Okay. I will rescind everything I just said <laughs> if you consistently are somebody who sits in the two-legged chair. Are you that guy? Are you that? <laughs> awkward pause. Uh, awkward pause. I mean, I sit in it uh, occasionally. Okay. It's very low to the ground, and I am it's, not the smallest guy yeah, around. Okay. <laughs> so it's, I'll just say that. It's selling, so obviously there's a market for it. So I'm yes. not trying to take the market away. I'm just saying I just I would it's, just call it something different. I would call it like a, like a partial stool or something. Yeah. There, there's not a better chair for uneven surfaces or sitting on a hill. Okay. If you're if you're on a little bit of an incline, you know, you try to use one of those four-legged chairs, you're gonna have you're gonna have issues. That guy, you can sit basically anywhere, and okay. that's that's what's cool about it. So right, that's a good response. I like that. All right, I'm not the hammock guy. Mike is. So Mike, what thoughts do you have on the hammocks? I have to come clean with you. I, when I first saw your brand, I wasn't exactly sold. I thought it was kind of a. I don't want to compare you to Coleman, but something comparable to Coleman. And then I got one of your hammocks in a subscription box. And I really like the darn thing, man. You guys make some pretty darn good products. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, when I was over there, you guys showed me the, what was the? The Evolution Hammock. The Evolution Hammock. So I've been pricing quilts and top quilt, bottom quilt, right? They're super expensive. Uh, you guys have an 11-foot hammock design with a top quilt and down quilt. 650 fill down. Good down to 20 degrees. Now, I want to know who's taking it down to 20 degrees, and I want to talk to so, them. <laughs> so I've slept in it in about 20 degrees. Have you? Um, All right. Have, have not, you know, I run I run hot, uh -huh. you know, and it's, it's very hard to do the testing on a bag that hangs in the sky, right? <laughs> Sleeping bag testing is bags that you lay on the ground, yeah. you've got the insulated pad, all of that. Right. So the testing was was difficult for sure. Mm -hmm. 
20 degrees I think is very, very doable. Um, the worst part about sleeping in a hammock is that you get your back gets cold. It's hard right. to stay warm. Yeah. And the integrated the integrated uh, underquilt stays where you want it to. When you're when you're using an external underquilt, it slides, it bunches up. It just mm -hmm. it's 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 not always the best experience ever. I don't ever want to sleep in a different hammock again than this one. Like cool. our trunk tech hammocks are awesome, great for hanging out. Yeah. If you're gonna sleep in your hammock, Evolution hammock, for sure. Nice. I look forward to trying it out. So. I kind of comped it out. You guys are running at 4.2 or four, four pounds, two ounces. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, right around there. So if you add it up, you know, my tent's two and a half, and then my sleeping bag's probably a pound or two sleeping pad. So it's running about the same weight and taking about the same amount of space. So I'm looking forward to trying it out. It's, uh, I noticed you guys had a couple other hammocks out there. I'm, I'm, uh, I do not like the nine foot. <laughs> I mean, that thing is just horrible. I don't care who you are, unless you're hanging out in the woods just for a picnic or yeah. something. But you got a couple of 11s. You said you have one that's under a pound. Yeah, the the nano hammock. It's going to be one of those shorter hammocks. The shorter hammock, but okay. it's uh, it's zero point four five pounds, so right. under half a pound, barely. I worked in the bike world for a long time. We called those guys weight weenies. If you are a weight weenie, that is your hammock. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think you really changed my mind on your on your brand. So I really. I'm really awesome. glad that we stopped by and saw you. Man. Yeah, thank you for, for coming by. You yeah. know, we've really enjoyed the show. A lot of good positive energy Absolutely. and uh, always fun showing people products. All right, so what do you think about that? I mean, I still think for the pod, you should have sat in the two-legged chair. I don't know why you're so defiant. <laughs> but it's not a chair. I, I get I, that. We didn't video me sitting in chairs. Like, is that engaging? Like, watch this chair. Watch this This is one. where if I'm there, I'm going to pressure you to do it and make you do it because I think it would be hilarious and it would have been good for everybody. I would have needed to be incentivized. You'd have had to give me like a, like a Snickers energy That's bar. not a problem. Okay. That's not a problem. I can give you a couple Snickers candy bars. Nobody was incentivizing me. They weren't like, well, and, and really if they're like, they don't know how you operate. They don't know how you operate. <laughs> That's why I need <laughs> to be there. People operate. People want to like, like oh. we want you in the chair. What if we give you the two legged chair? If you sit there, I, I would not have done it. So I'd have been like, no, this is nonsense. Get out of here. You know, look, the chair people just don't know you the way I do. Yeah. And that's it was that's but they made some it. comfy chairs. One the one that I liked was really low to the ground. It was super comfy. But at the end of the day, it is kind of hard to get up and down in like a low to the ground chair, kind of almost like you know, the chair kit with your pad. Comfy once you're down there, yeah. but once you're down there, you're staying down there for a while. Yeah, you don't want to get up and down. Right, it's exactly. a lot more work. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so if you're yeah. looking for chairs, different styles, higher backs, more comfort, check out Grand Trunk. Uh, next one we've got is a company that is like surprised me with how well thought out their answers were because I, I really didn't know what to expect. This was pickle juice. They threw you off. Yeah. Did they yeah. throw you off with their wonderful bit. answer? Okay. A little bit. This is good. Yeah. All right, I've got Philip here from Pickle Juice. How's it going today, sir? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, happy to have you on. All right, so when we saw that you were going to be the show, the first thing that I thought of was like you're selling pickle juice shots. They're in that kind of the size bottle of like a five hour energy. Mm -hmm. Why can't I just simply like buy a jar of pickles for three bucks and just like pour the juice or the brine into my own shots and, and save some cash that way? Well, other than helping me pay my bills. Um, <laughs> Which is my primary purpose. <laughs> right, obviously. Right. Now, all kidding aside, so pickle juice is a trade name, like Band-Aid, Xerox, Kleenex, Thermos. 
and it has nothing to do with pickles. We call it that because we use a proprietary gain of acetic acid that blocks the nerve receptors that cause cramping. Just so happens that that makes it taste like pickles. So we figured, well, we could either call it what it tastes like or call it what it does. But if I hand you a bottle of Cramp Stopper 9000, you'd probably <laughs> say it was like some kind of, like, I don't know, snake oil or whatever and, and wouldn't take it. So, um, yeah, we use it to, to kind of make it normal. It is 100% natural, USDA organic certified, no sugar, no caffeine. So we wanted something that was approachable. But now that we've gotten kind of well-known enough, that confusion occurs. So it's completely different from pickled brine. But it has some of the same ingredients though, right? It does. Um, so it has uh, the acetic acid or vinegar. We use a very specific type of vinegar that actually uh, actuates the nervous receptors. And also we, use, we load it with electrolytes, particularly sodium. As uh, you and your listeners know, that's the thing you're going to deplete the most when you're exerting. So we're replacing your sodium. So it's kind of a one-two punch. And it turns out that that combination of functional ingredients made it taste a little bit like pickles. So we're like, all right, let's just lean into this. We needed an emulsifier to get the ingredients to play nice together and use dill oil to do it and got pretty close to pickle brine. Okay. In flavor only. So you're talking about the dill. So I've always heard that bananas relieve cramps also from the potassium aspect probably. Did you guys try out banana flavor first? or did uh, Well, go? yeah. So it's, it's not really about the flavor, right? The flavor's uh, a side effect. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, when you talk to anybody about cramping, you get like, you talk to 10 people, you get 12 answers, right? Nice. Eat a banana, stretch, hydrate. You know, the joke is I tell people like, well, the, the whole banana thing is propagated by Big Banana, only because it's fun to pretend there's Big Banana. Then I found out that's an actual thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, your listeners can look it up. It's, it's, that's a rabbit hole worth going down, it's weird. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, because kiwi fruit has more potassium, that's the whole thing I was getting at. But there's like 12 different triggers that cause this neural reflex. And the neural reflex is actually what's causing the cramp. Mm -hmm. And it could be dehydration, it could be um, an electrolyte deficiency, sodium, magnesium, potassium are the most common. Very rarely is it the magnesium or the potassium. You're gonna, you're gonna have sodium issues most of the time before anything else. And there's a few other triggers. Um, there's circulatory issues. People get like nighttime leg cramps. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes that's circulatory. Um, people who are wearing their pack too tight might like feel numbing in like their arm or yeah. hips or whatever because gotcha. their circulatory uh, system's compromised. So those are all just different triggers and we're, we're treating the actual cause. Mm -hmm. So it'll get rid of the cramp in like 60 to 120 seconds. So that's interesting. That brings me to a follow-up question. You said that it's an in inhibitor. Mm -hmm. So our body's telling us to stop doing something, but and I want to listen to my body. So is this should is it dangerous or just keep going after I take the cramping? Yeah, it's it's not dangerous. What it is is your body's attempting to correct a signal, and a muscle cramp is nothing more than a hyper engagement of your muscle. So you know when you like you flex your bicep, you have to release your your tricep, right? So anytime you engage muscle, you have to disengage the corresponding opposite muscle. So picture that on a microbiological level, and that's why you get that twinging before. I get my right calf cramps every 60th mile of every bike race, it seems. <laughs> but so you get that little twinging and then that then the cramp comes, you know it's coming, right? Mm -hmm. So that twinging is just like 
your brain trying to affect a massage from the inside out. Oh. So it's extension flex, extension flex, extension flex, and then the release signal can't keep up with the engage signal. So we block that signal completely, sort of resets it, then we flood the area with uh, sodium mm -hmm. to draw all the other nutrients to that area. Sure. So it's kind of a one-two punch. So nice. we're not, the, the cramp is sort of more like a misfire than a warning. Good. Well, I was a little skeptical when Carl wanted to come and talk to you guys, but I <laughs> cramp all the time. I'm getting to that age, so I'm glad I came over. Um, there's other, you mentioned that there's a lot of companies that like, you know, say or give reasons why you're cramping and there's 12 different reasons and I've heard that for sure. So based upon your experience, I'm out on the trail, I'm cramping. You mentioned that it's going to, you know, it's like kind of a quick fix essentially. Um, what percentage of people are you seeing this actually work for like immediately? It's interesting you ask that question, um, and great timing. Um, we're actually going to the uh, National Athletic Trainers Association um, show here in a week or so, and we just did another study in uh, Stirling University in the UK and had 100% efficacy with the UK national swim team. So they were going into cramps uh, staging, and... 100% of the test subjects that were cramping experienced relief when using it properly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I know 100% that I am going to have some cramps this summer as I continue to train. So I'm going to try it out and we'll see how it goes. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Phil, for coming on our show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, y'all. Okay. So this is what the pickle juice looks like if, for those that are on YouTube. It's like a little shot, like a five hour energy shot. This is like a spicy chili with lime flavored one. And Ooh. so they said fast acting to prevent cramps. I know, Derek, that's not a, a problem for you. You don't have muscle cramps. I don't. You, you're more like a muscle, just weakness in general, right? Incorrect. Okay. Incorrect. Mm, debatable. So, wow. yeah. Okay. So, this is not a product for you. Is this a product that, or do you believe the claims, I guess, is my question. I, I do. I, I and Not that I've even tried it, but okay. I'm going to explain why I think I do. Because I've, I've actually done a lot of... Uh, uh, I don't know, like done my homework on some lot of like, health and fitness stuff over the past okay. couple of years that we've mentioned on the podcast. And a big one was actually like a lot of athletes, professional, will drink pickle juice for muscle recovery. Right. So I was like, oh, that's weird. I didn't think people actually, like, is there, and I was Googling, is there, benef is there any benefit to this? And a lot of people seem to claim that it there's it helps the muscles. So. And, and people legit drink like the pickle juice brine. And yeah. as he described, it right. wasn't really like that. It just has that flavor, but they use like the right. key ingredients in the brine that's supposed okay. to like trigger the the neural sensors, whatever the sciencey stuff he was saying. So, so you're you're excited for this one then. Yeah, I'm going to start packing. I mean, I've, I've been, you know, training this summer for for the big yeah. FKT up in August and so I'm going to have it I'm going to be packing it and I'll probably have that on the FKT as well just well, as a quick yeah, fix. Yeah, that's good. That's a good idea. What kind of flavors are we talking about? Do they have chocolate, blueberry? Chocolate pickle like, juice. Yeah, you know, like what's what's going on? Like how do they <laughs> how do they make it taste good cuz it's probably yeah, disgusting. I think they just have two. They only had two there. They had the, the chili lime and they had just like regular pickle juice. That's just that's okay. Well, yeah. we got areas of improvement right there. There you go. Okay, what what flavor? What's the next one they should have? Popcorn, number one. <laughs> Black know, how licorice. About a, how about a cinnamon? <laughs> you know? If they're Muffin? adding the pickle flavor just to kind of be on brand, they could remove the pickle flavor and, and add like these jelly belly flavors like the ones you're suggesting. I'd be on we'll that, just call it. We'll just call it jelly juice and be done with it. Ah, you know? like, just, jelly juice, I like it. I like it, I yeah. Know, it's not that hard, people. No. It's not that hard. And, and Philip, the guy that I interviewed, like he was such a friendly guy. I would say like he he's like my number one seed for like guy I would most likely be friends with after interviewing. So thank you for being really? friendly. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's a. I don't. I don't a, the feeling's probably not mutual, but just that's just my my view. Big thing. shoes to fill for that guy. Let me tell you. Phil. Good show. 
Big shoes to fill for Philip. I like that. That's nice. not what I meant, but you nice. took it that way. Nice All right. I got, we got one more. We got, we got a bunch more, but we're going to save that for an episode down the road. And we've got, like I mentioned, we've got the bonus episode coming up on Patreon with some fun ones, but we had a surprise guest, a guest that was on our show a couple months ago, mm. somebody you tried to offend out the gate and he still was willing to come back on the show. This is yes. Steven from my life outdoors. My man. All right. Hey, look who I found. Steven from My Life Outdoors. How's it going, hey, man? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm excited to meet you in person. This yeah, is great. for real. So you came up on a recent episode referencing the interview you had, I think it was like, I don't know, a month and a half ago or something like that, two months yeah, ago? something like that. I inappropriately interrupted you, and one of uh, the people listening to our show was like seriously offended by that. I think um, her name was Linda, and she's like... How dare you, basically. And yeah, so I, I was just, in the middle of a story. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. A very um, important story. <laughs> I tried to share that when we have guests on, sometimes like I could say, like, hey, how's it going? And they can talk for 20 minutes. And so we, yeah. have, we have to strategically interrupt, but you are not one of those types of guests. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it is your show, and it's not my show. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's all about you, and it's not about me. It is about you. When we oh. have you on, it's about oh, okay. you. And, well. But you're socially appropriate, so I should not have interrupted you. So I would like to officially apologize for interrupting you. Apology accepted. I don't even remember you interrupting That's me. That's what I thought. See? Yeah. See? Okay. See? Yeah. So what was I talking about? I mean, I was talking about the story, obviously, the story. but what, what point of the story was uh, that? She didn't get that specific. I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to the story again and see where you interrupted me. It might have been more than one time. I might I might be offended once I go back and rewatch, <laughs> but but as of right now, I'm, I'm good. You're good. Okay. So yeah. we're, we're selling good terms. He was willing to come back on the show, so he's we're obviously selling <laughs> good terms. All right. So I, I chatted with you briefly, and I was asking you like what some of your takeaways from the After Retailer Show were, and so, yeah, what did you say about that? So I said that, I, that so far, I'm, I'm mostly disappointed just because there's a bunch of stuff that I'm not personally interested in, nor do okay. I think that my audience is going to be interested in. But one of the things that I was strangely interested in that I think most people would find a disappointment was the uh, the new um, fork and spoon and knife set from Jetboil. And so they've got a, a telescoping cutlery, cut, cutlery? Is that yeah. how you say it? Cutlery set? Know. The reason why I'm excited about this specifically is because I hate spoons. Right. And but but everybody makes like the long handled titanium spoons for getting into the bottom of the boiler bag meals and sporks. Give them some credit and, and sporks. That's right. But it's not it's not the prongs of a fork that I like. It's the shape of the fork because I don't I don't like the way that my mouth has to conform <laughs> to the shape of the spoon. Right. You know, because you got to like you can, I mean, if, like to get everything out of the spoon, you got to like shove your lips like down into the bowl of the spoon, and it's just I don't know. It's it's unnatural to me. It takes effort, burns some calories for sure. Yeah. And when he first said that, I thought he was talking about just like backpacking and digging into the you know the freeze dried meal bags. He's talking about like in general. In general, you don't. Oh like yeah, spoons. like everything in life. Like okay. if I can eat with a fork, I will. It drives my wife crazy. <laughs> Because the only thing, the only thing that I will not eat with a fork is very thin soups. I will still, like if it's a thick, chunky soup, I'll still use a fork. So very thin soups and cereal. That's the only thing that I will use a spoon for. Theoretically, you could just like pour a soup into like a mug and like drink out of it and drink your soup if you really wanted to. You could. If I was just like, you know, gulping down a soup in a, a, I don't know, like a coffee mug or something like that, I think I'd burn myself. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of that, like have you gotten soup caught in your beard before? Specifically soup? I mean, yeah. probably. Okay. I mean, I get stuff caught in there all the time, like small animals and stuff okay. like that. We can play know? this game. Like, what, what was caught in your beard? I can start guessing. Have you ever combed your beard and then forgot that you were combing it and then walked away and the comb was still in your beard? 
No, I mean, so if you look, I mean, this is very thick and curly, and so it doesn't comb very well. I it's mean, a brush. Yeah, so I mean, like if I'm if I'm like combing or brushing it, like I'm I'm yanking hair out of my face, and so it's okay. it's not very pleasant. <laughs> but right. true story, the strangest thing I've ever found in my beard was a live spider. We were we were on a camping trip. We were in the uh, the Smoky Mountains, Smoky Mountain National Park. Yeah. And I was hiking with my family, and my wife goes, "Oh my gosh, you got a spider hanging from your beard!" And I go, "What?" And as soon as I turned, it like zip, like zipped back up in there, and and for all I know, it's still in there to this day. Oh my gosh! It's, you didn't you didn't like try to get it out? I mean, yeah, you know, like I tried to you know like do this kind of thing, yeah. but I never found him. Okay. You know, or or her. I don't know that it was a him. Right. Spider. That's hilarious. You know? So, um, but so for all I know, and then uh, I joke sometimes that this actually isn't hair; it's just spider legs. You know, just oh my goodness, thousands and thousands of spider legs That's, just living on my face. That grosses out your wife, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out at this time that uh, he shared the whole spider story, no interruptions, right there, straight up. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the tape. <laughs> all right, let's let's go back to the jet boil cutlery real quick because okay. when you said that you were disappointed in the show, like you were disappointed in some of the companies. Honestly, jet boil was the first one that came to mind because of their cutlery. I'm like. You're releasing something new? What is it? Cutlery, yeah. mm-hmm. like the forks and spoons. And I've seen some of the telescoping stuff before with some of the, like, the really cheap companies. So, yeah, I just wasn't super impressed. But you know what? That's just my take. I'm glad that you're liking that. Uh, they did say that they're going to be releasing something new in August, but they weren't even willing to talk about what category it was, let alone like specifically what it was. Did they tell you that? Oh, no, they didn't tell me that. Like okay. they, had to go, they had to go check with someone to see if, they could, if I could even talk about the, uh, about the spoon on the floor. Oh, they were like, oh uh, let's see, let's, let's approve this with corporate before you, uh, before you start videoing things. Okay. That's not what they said, but it was something <laughs> like that. Yeah. The secretiveness, that, that was disappointing for me, for sure. Is there, any, is there anything new that's coming out or company that was it besides Jetpool, I guess, that, was, that caught your eye or a company maybe you hadn't heard of before? I am impressed, even though I am not a trekking pole person. I am impressed with the with the Comperdell uh, titanium trekking poles. Okay. Those look really neat. I like I like the Z folding trekking poles, but I don't like that those aren't adjustable. And okay. so they have a an adjustable Z folding titanium trekking pole that's brand new. I think it's coming out later this year. And okay. and I was I was interested in that, even though I don't I'm not gonna carry trekking poles, but I can see the value in it. That's nice, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that um, we're on different like pages here so yeah well, so we're telling, you tell me what did you find that was interesting well you probably just are more in tune with some of the companies so like we saw i don't like there's a company called fay i think it's called so they make kind of like entry-level gear tents like stuff that's not like the ultralight but it's you know for somebody who's new in backpacking like i found that to be interesting they yeah. have a chair that's like 1.1 pounds but it's only at 44 dollars so I don't know if it's like the same qualities you're gonna find. Did with you the say 1.1 or 1.4? 1.1. 1.1. That's yeah. not bad. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. For 40 bucks? I, yeah, 44 dollars plus tax, I imagine. But yeah, and so just companies like that, and then there's um, I don't know, like another freeze dry company called what was it called? Wild Wild Society. Like yeah, maybe we did see heard that. Of okay, I hadn't heard of them before, so yeah. Anyway, stuff yeah. like that. It's kind of kind of fun for me. Yeah, 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 I'm interested in some of that stuff. And okay. so, but I'm, I'm I specifically was thinking, you know, like brand new stuff that. Brands are oh, coming out with. Oh, right, right, right. That, so. Oh, now you're challenging me. Yeah. I Yeah. I'm not used to people asking me questions. I'm the question asker. Yeah, well, so. I mean, I was worried that if I was, you know, answering <laughs> something, you might interrupt me, so. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll come back to you on that one. But, man, thanks for so much for being on the show and being willing to sit down. Re- really appreciate your time, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate right. it. Okay, so Stephen wasn't super impressed with the outdoor retailer show. It doesn't sound like he's going to come back. A lot of the big companies weren't there, like, you know, the Ospreys and the Sea mm. Summits and the Patagonias and stuff. And so he, he was excited about cutlery, man. Like, does, like do you get ex- Yeah, are you excited about the, like, the forks and I'm the sorry. spoons and all that stuff? No. 
No. I mean, I guess unless you, well, no. Okay. I'm just going to say no. Like if you're doing more cooking of like more gourmet stuff, maybe you're bringing the pan on the trail and you're cooking the stuff. I don't know. Okay. Then maybe. Maybe I get more into that. But other than, I mean, no. I mean, we're just like about the long spoony fork thing that they call it a day. Spoony fork I mean, people thing. really like their food. Yeah. Spork, whatever. People really like their food. So I can't say that I wouldn't ever want to try that. I mean, if you're bringing more gourmet stuff, then yeah, I could see the value. I really enjoyed, we actually talked for a long time. I really enjoyed hanging out with him. He's a great guy, great guy. And he always makes great videos, informational videos on YouTube. He's a lot of fun. fun. And we just didn't agree on like what's awesome at the show. I was saying, yeah, I was saying Mm. that the the fork and the spoon from Jet Boy, like, whoa, that was their big release. Not impressed. So yeah, and he was psyched. And he was excited, although he was, re- he was you know, comparing that to, like, other companies that weren't releasing things that he was. I, they just, he didn't have the same experience. Like, he wasn't as excited about this stuff because of the lack of companies that were there. Yeah, well. So, that's all right. I get it. Um, he did, we did start calling him Spiderbeard after the uh, interview. So, oh, I don't know if that's yeah. going to stick as yeah. a trail name, but Spiderbeard, I thought was pretty cool. That's a good name. Yeah. That's a good yeah. name. I like that one. All right, so uh, we don't have trivia. This is a long episode, man, because a lot Skip of interviews. It. We're 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 gonna uh, come back to trivia and kind of have like one each for the finale before our backpacking trip. Okay. Uh, so, but I've got some tidbits you might be interested in coming up right after this. Are you- Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Looking to be less sore, a stronger climber, or simply faster on the trail? Then check out the Training for Trekking podcast. These bite-sized episodes are full of excellent information that can improve your trail performance. He's specially trained in sports science and strength and conditioning to get your body in the right shape and prepared for adventure. Check out the Training for Trekking podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, tidbits are brought to you by Vaucluse Gear. Do you have a sweat problem? When your clothes get wet, your core temperature can dramatically fluctuate. This can cause hypothermia, heat exhaustion, dehydration, and of course, embarrassment. 
Vecluse's ultralight ventilation backpack frame solves this problem. Install it on your favorite pack to create a ventilating airflow gap. Check out this ultralight game changer at VeclusGear.com and use code BLISTERS for five bucks off. Mm. Thank you, Vecluse. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So on our on our Backpacking Blisters website, by the way, I have um, like kind of, I don't know how to describe this. I guess merch. Like we have some shirts that are now available. <laughs> merch, baby. Merch. I don't even think you knew about this. And so check it out. We have our website and our show description. So check it out if you're interested. It's our, with our newer logo from the season. We It's taken us a long time. I felt weird putting like our old logo on like a shirt where like you and I are on it. What do you think? I kind of like the old logo. I got a picture of it in my house. No, it's a, Yeah, but would you wear a shirt of yourself? That's kind of weird. I right? wouldn't. I think it's better for us to have the new logo. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, if, I don't know. I mean, give people the option. Why not give them the option? But because it's more work. That's why it is more work, and you yeah. don't like work. I get that. <laughs> lazy friends, guys. Maybe, don't maybe pick help lazy out a little friends. bit, Derek. Maybe ship in. Here don't pick lazy friends. <laughs> maybe go to I'm the after retailer show. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Actually, on the contrary of what I just said, we had a reaction to our last episode, our, our top six oh, ranked yeah. things. This yeah. is um, Nick from Nick's Backcountry Adventures. He's got a YouTube channel. He says, uh, did Derek just crawl out of his sleeping bag before recording the episode? Carl, you need to step up your show and tell game up to Derek's level. Legend. Do you remember mm. like how you did the show and tell stuff? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I had I had the pickle juice. So I had does that I don't know if that counts. You know what you know what he you know what that's called there? It's called appreciation yeah and i know you're not used to that but I, you know you're welcome you're yeah. welcome I, I mean I, I hope to do more of it yeah so. nick thanks for calling me i appreciate that Derek clearly prepares a lot more than i do he puts a lot more work into this i'm glad so. you i'm glad you mentioned that i apologize, um, I apologize. you know the, it was a simple episode probably the easiest episode of all time to just have some examples yeah you know so yeah. okay. i mean i usually get the notes for the shows about an hour before each show and I pulled that off. So I don't know what Carl yeah. was doing. Well, you, could, you could make the notes. How about how about be the creator? Did you get stuck in the bathroom? What happened? <laughs> okay. Another tip is kind of tying it back to the Stephen uh, My Life Outdoors interview. We, we, I, I did apologize to him for interrupting him on his story Gosh. time the first time. So do you remember that Linda called us out on that? Yes, and I do, Linda. Thank you for calling me out. Typically, when we get called out on stuff like Nick just did, when we get called out, they, for whatever reason, that means like they just stopped listening. So, Linda, did you? are you still out there? No, Linda's Linda's here. Okay. Linda, Linda, this is me. This is Derek talking to you, not Carl, the interrupter, okay? <laughs> if you're still listening, send us a little shout-out. Send us, just let us know. Just okay. send us a little shout-out. And speaking of shout-out, we got Celeste from New York. She had a crazy four-day stretch on a trail. I forget the name of the trail, but she had days of 21, 23, 27, and 23 miles what? for an epic long trail wow. adventure. She she's like a young grandmother, but she's putting in like wow. triple the miles you put in, Derek. Triple. Wow. What what injury did she get, and how is she treating it? That's insane. Zero good, zero injuries. Just zero a injuries? super fit woman, and we're impressed. Wow. Less. So uh, thank um, you for sharing I mean, your adventures. Let me pick my job off the floor. I mean that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> she's on Strava. That's kind of how I was able to. You track haven't even her. walked that far in your whole life, probably. Like, is it? Is that me? how does? Yeah, like you're off the whole year here, combined. The whole year combined. Yeah, you're wrong. Other than the grocery store with the weighted backpack, probably. That's true. That's true. Actually, well done. I mean, yeah. that's impressive. Jeez. All right, my friend. That's all I got. That's all I got, guys. Guys, it's always a pleasure. Hope you enjoyed the interview. We got more stuff to come. Check us out at Backpacking Blisters Podcast and all the social media handles. And uh, if you need a dual-legged chair, don't give it to Carl. He's probably going to rip it off and have a mono chair. He loves pogo sticks <laughs> and mono I don't know what that's about, but that's the kind of friend <laughs> oh, I hang out with. See ya. I want to fly
Yeah, so we, look, I mean, we were talking about escorts to the interview, escorts to back from the interview, all this. Like, every trip at one point, he will come up to me and he'll say, Derek, I just can't, I can't go poop by myself in the woods. Can you please escort me? Just turn around, put the earplugs in, and escort me. I just one time, every trip for the past, like, 15, 16 years, so. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.